Blog Talk Radio. connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy. I am your host on Blog Talk Radio, and always so grateful to be with all of you today. It is February. So hard to believe. February 1st. Here we are kicking off the first day of February. If you received my newsletter today, I was talking about this month, and it brings back a lot of fond memories when I was a little girl. My mom would surprise us when we'd get home from school, and laid on my bed would be stuffed animals, cards, candy, sometimes clothing, and a little chuckle here, but sometimes underwear with some happy things. So if you're about my age, you'll know what I'm talking about. They were very cute. Anyway, it used to bring a smile to my face, and I always loved February. Also, the month of February was always so special for my grandmother, and my grandmother was fondly known as Grandmommy. She has passed on, and she is who has really given me the gift of sharing and healing through mediumship and this intuition. And February was a beautiful month. She would adorn her house with red sparkly hearts. And we always had to wear red. Um, She bought flowers, roses, and carnations, and she made it a very special time. So I'm thinking about her today, sending a lot of seven to my mommy. I'd love to share a little bit of the announcements I have going on, and I can't wait to get into the show today. So... I would love for you to join the party over at my Facebook group. If you're not part of the Facebook group, we have such a great group and a community. You can search in Facebook, Get Into It with Tina Conroy. It's the same name as my show, and I will gladly invite you in. Every Friday, I do live at 5. I do Facebook readings, and it's full of spiritual teachers, lightworkers, and many different people to support our growth, our spiritual growth. This Sunday in Roslyn, New York, Practice Body, Mind, Soul, I will be hosting a restorative yoga and essential oils. That is from 2 to 4 p.m. So don't worry about the big game. If you are headed to the Super Bowl or to watch the Super Bowl, get some relaxation before you go ahead out and party. 2 to 4 p.m., Practice Body, Mind, Soul. And you can register still at 516-858-3095. Purely a restorative renewable day for your spirit and soul. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, I have just opened up a few openings. I work with women 
And it is a 90-day mentorship program. It is a spiritual mentorship program. We work one-on-one. And it is for women that are called to do this work, women that want to deepen their spiritual practice, Reiki certification, mindfulness, and learning about intuition. So I have three spots open for this season. And if you're interested, just drop me a line, tinaconroy111 at gmail.com. And then lastly, next week's show, I'll be hosting Marianne Jones. The title is How to Go from Living to Thriving. And Marianne will talk to us about, she's the owner of Thrive Naturally. We will talk about how to thrive, health, wellness, and it's going to be a fantastic show. Join us next Wednesday, February 8th at 1 p.m. So let's just center together, ground our energies. Take a nice deep breath in and exhale away. As we call upon spirit, beings of light, divine light, divine being, archangels, angels, to surround us, protect us, and support us. We ask for the highest, highest of good today and always. For everyone listening live and later on the recording, if you have any special intention, please call that to name. We say thank you in gratitude, and so it is, and so be it. Carla Blaha is a third-generation intuitive. Her mother and grandmother, both highly intuitive, were unfortunately uncomfortable to share their abilities openly. Information was shared behind closed doors due to society's judgments. Carla had a first intuitive experience at three years old and now works as a full-time psychic medium while raising her three children. Carla teaches various metaphysical classes all over the tri-state area in psychic and mediumship development, law of attraction, and creating vision boards. She sees clients individually and in groups and currently does regular readings and workshops at Synchronicity in Brewster, New York, Solaris in Briarcliff, and Flow Life Metaphysical Lounge in New York City. Carla offers in-person readings and phone readings all over the U.S. She is the author of the ebook Get Your Vibe Back, available on Amazon and Kindle, and Need Inspiration. She is currently working on a book to be released 2017 about mediumship. She will be sharing her experiences from the other side through her work as a medium. In addition to her psychic abilities, Carla is also a Reiki master, a certified angel card reader, and has her MST degree in teaching. She has published over 40 articles in spiritnow.com. You can find Carla at carlablaha.com. So thank you so much for holding everyone, and thank you so much, Carla. I'm going to get you on the air. Hi, Carla. How are you? Hi, Tina. So great to have you here today. Thank you. My pleasure. Very excited to always talk to you. We have a mutual friend, and I'm so glad that we connected. I love how we everyone can connect through Facebook and social media. So even though we haven't met, I feel like there's this great connection. Absolutely, yes. Perfect. So I always like to just kind of go back a little bit and share with the listeners uh, a couple questions about who you were and what kind of 
young girl you were to kind of bring them back to from where you were to today? What kind of young girl I was. Extremely (laughs) shy and quiet and an only child. So I didn't have an awful lot of guidance and learning from siblings or outside influences, so I was kind of left to my own devices. Um, My mother never, ever squashed my intuition, never really taught me about it, but never squashed it. And whenever I came up with any unusual things, and apparently, as you know, started at three, she would simply say, you're just like your grandmother, but never say more than that. Um, but she she herself was into astrology, so as I was coming up with things and, and seeing things that were happening or about to happen, that was her response all the time. So I kind of assumed that was just the normal way to be, to know things. I don't have a history of having the dead relatives visit me on the corner of my bed when I was a little girl. None of that <laughs> happened, and I know a lot of mediums have that, and I, I kind of wonder why that didn't happen. Um, but I didn't, but I did know things. And when I was three, again, I I would say I could have been four. My mother says three, you know, the ages change over the years. Uh, We were at an inn in Connecticut and my parents were older. They were second marriage and and very proper. And apparently they took their little girl, which was highly unusual actually, because children should be seen and not heard to a lovely inn in Connecticut and apparently I began to misbehave because I had felt they had changed the inn and the owners were upset and there used to be fireplaces there and I had run around at a little age describing what the building had once been like and how they shouldn't have changed it. So my parents were, you know, embarrassed and thinking what's going on here and then the manager pulled my mother over and said, I don't know what to say, but everything she said was true. Wow. There was a fireplace there. This was there, and it stunned everyone. And, of course, I wasn't told this story until I was probably about five when another incident, incident happened. And, you know, I got in trouble for this one because I made a grand announcement about the health of my mother's friend at five, and apparently the woman unfortunately passed away within 24 hours. And I, that's not really what I do, but at five I blurted something out. Got in trouble for being rude and disrespectful for doing that. And then she started saying, you're like your grandmother. Interesting. So, now, did you, did, you, did you know your grandmother? Was your grandmother alive when you were little? That's a great question. I didn't really get to know my grandmother till I was probably about eight, and she died when I was 11. So I did know her, and I knew she read playing cards, again, behind closed doors. Now, where she learned this, I don't know. It's not in our history of our culture and our family. I don't know. I wish I could figure out how someone taught her to read a playing card. But she would do it for certain friends of my mom's. And my mom would be in Europe every year going to astrologists and psychics in London. So it was kind of just always there, and my grandmother would talk to her about it. But I I never, unfortunately, I never had the opportunity to do so. Right, to talk to her. Because I have, we have the similar, I didn't even realize this till now, but I had the similar connection with my grandmother. My grandmother was, you know, literally just passed, actually, um, in September. And she, yeah, and so she, she never talked about it. Well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe later on she did. But it was more about she would have these dreams, and these dreams were scary, and they would predict someone dying. 
So my whole young life was about, again, you know, my mom would get a phone call or the family members would get a phone call. She wanted to know where everybody was because she had the bad dream. And I'm kind of doing air quotes. <laughs> and sure enough, one of her bad dreams was pretty drastic. And she kind of saw this vision of a black stretch limousine with my mom and dad in it. Didn't make a lot of sense. But her daughter, my aunt's husband, died suddenly. And um, a black limo picked up my mom and dad to take them to go tell her that her that her husband had passed. So it was a very, you know, once that happened, it was sort of like, well, that's the scary dream and it's a bad dream and it's a bad thing to have. So I grew up thinking this was, you know, just a horrible thing to predict all these people dying. So, um, yeah, it's interesting how it, the family, you know, it's how they relate it to you and how you go through your life. Yeah, I have a lot of clients actually that have the same find it a negative thing because they tend to click into the deaths and the dreams. And I have had that, but I've also asked the universe, I don't really want to know that information, so don't give that to me anymore. But because I think people are so in tune with the negative part because it stands out so strong to us, that when you vibe on, oh, you might get a raise or you might, or something good, it, you don't tend to hold that like you do something devastating like the passing of someone. Right. I agree because the, it, the, the passing of someone is such a drastic, it stays with you. When it's good, it's like, oh, that was good. That was cool. You know, it's right. like we kind, of just, we kind of unfortunately discount the good premonition yeah. of the dreams and they just stay with us in these. And I'm very similar to you. I never had these, um, you know, people standing our spirits in the bottom of my bed or, you know, coming to me in physical form. And I was a scaredy cat. So I'm very happy that never happened, but I had this knowing and this intuition and, and the connection. So very similar to some degree. Oh, yeah, I set up a rule years ago. I said, God, I don't want to see them, and I don't want them to touch me. And and that was before I was a full-time medium. I have seen three in my life uh, in physical form, people who were dead that didn't seem dead at the time, and, and I was eight for the first one. And that's it in my whole life, just the three. Right. I, I can't do that. I'd rather see I see them clairvoyantly now, but I, I don't want to be seeing them walking around or sitting in a chair. As many of my clients report they have, that's enough for me. Right. Interesting. I'm, I'm very similar. I see when I do readings, it's that clairvoyant or clairaudient um, ability and uh, not outside of myself. And it is just fine with me, <laughs> as I say. It is just fine with me. So tell us a little bit about how you came to do what you do. So here you are, you know, having these experiences as a child, but not really, you know, kind of seen and not heard, but you sort of, you know, all of this. So take us a little bit further on in your journey. I I started getting readings. um, Well, my mother would have my astrology chart done since I was one, but I started getting actual tarot readings probably at 14 or 15 
And, of course, everyone who read me said you were going to be a reader. But, you know, you're growing up in school, you're going to college, you know, you don't think to check off the box because there isn't one that says mediumship or psychic ability degree. (laughs) So it just doesn't ever hit you that you're going to do it. And and I was actually in Salem, Massachusetts, and my now husband bought me a deck of tarot cards in probably the very early 90s. And I started to read cards from that point. And I studied it, and I'm I'm wanting to learn always. So I took a lot of classes, and I went to the ARE in West, um, um, down in Virginia Beach, and I studied, and I started reading cards. And then, oddly enough, I I did it on the side while I worked. I was a teacher. I went to graduate school, and I, I was teaching. And I did this on the side for parties, for friends, for a small group of clients. And funnily, I was reading my husband, boyfriend at the time, and I saw in the cards a breakup. And I Mm. thought, oh, gosh, you know, now what do I say? (laughs) And I discussed it with him, and over that reading, we actually broke up. And we didn't date for three months. And you know I put those cards away for years. I thought, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) And I really was traumatized the fact that I read that so and to this day I, I don't read that deck of cards I mean that that style of card anymore when I even do read the cards um, but obviously that passed and I had children so I, I, I got out of it for a while um, and I only did it for friends and family I was not working as that and then fast forwarding very dramatic event occurred when old friend came back into my life and with a lot of baggage, karmic baggage, family baggage. I mean, it was one of those things that 25 years later you just didn't really expect. And she ultimately died in my hands in front of me. And during the time of her death, I employed everything I had ever studied and learned about the other side because I was obsessively, I had read probably 200 books on various subjects, and I crossed her over with my words and everything I said worked. Her breathing slowed. I actually saw her come out of her body, and I, I thought, I'm sleep-deprived. This can't actually be happening. I really didn't even think it was metaphysical. And then I clairaudiently heard in my head, you're talking too much. She won't die. Tell her to go. And I literally looked around the room thinking, all right, I'm, I'm having a breakdown. This couldn't be real. And I said to her out loud, are you not dying? And it was really just she and I in a hospital room on an early morning. It was like a movie. I said, are you not dying because I'm talking too much? And this woman who was virtually in a coma, had not spoken for four days, moaned at me like, yes, you're talking too much. And I thought, wow. oh, I have to let her go. So I looked at her, and I, with everything I had ever learned, I crossed her over, and her breathing slowed. I saw her eyes, which had been closed for days, look up at the corner of the room, And I said, do you see anybody? And she moaned, and she slowed her breath with everything I said, and she passed right in my hands. And I heard in my head, you're a medium now. And I, again, thought, I'm sleep-deprived. This is crazy. But I had just experienced talking her to the other side. She, Her breathing slowed with every word I said. And... I couldn't believe it. You know, so of course I collapsed in tears and and went through, you know, a terrible emotional um really upheaval in my life. But within a week, I was led to a metaphysical store because I was um going to meet somebody and there was a store up the street and I thought, "Oh, I haven't seen a metaphysical store in years. I must go in. There's a reason." I walked in and I was like, "There's something for me here." And I grabbed a book. 
and my friend was with me. He said, what, what is that book? I said, I don't know, but I have to read it. My friend is telling me to in my head. I, I, the book could have been about weight loss. I had no idea. And when I got up to the counter, the woman said to me, I'm in that book, and the author will be here next week. I said, what is this book about? She looked at me like I was nuts. And she said, it's about a medium. He'll be here next week. I thought, there it is. Bought the book. Wow. Went the next week. He looked at me, brought my friend through. And at that moment, he said, you're a medium. And I was like, here it is. And at that moment, my entire life changed. That was seven years ago. And I retook classes. I restudied and within, and then started immediately with cards again. But then within no time, um, found a mentor briefly that helped me, and I began be doing mediumship groups, and it just took off like wildfire because of that amazing critical moment of her passing in my hands. It's why I'm speaking to you today. It's truly a beautiful story. I mean, it's truly just this, this passing on of uh, light and allowing you to receive this because when you do readings, and I feel like this as well, it's truly a healing. We're giving validation to the people that have the loved ones. And so it's, it's, to me, it's truly a healing. It's not, it's just that connection and validation that we all want. So what a beautiful gift that she gave you. I mean, truly. It was a bittersweet, but I consider myself in servitude as a healer. And as I heal people, I'm healed every day. There's just something about doing the work. As I heal, I heal as well. Beautifully said. Really nicely said. Now, let me let me ask you a question. So you were you scared to call yourself, like, the title of medium? Because I've gone through that a bit, and yeah. it's sort of like this next step where you're an intuitive and you're giving readings, and I work the, work with the angels as well. And deceased loved ones are coming through, and they're coming through, and they're coming through. And then, you know, it's this, okay, you know, this title, which tends to be a little spooky and scary, because once you say it, then everybody expects it all the time, right? So what is your feeling on that? How did you, how did you go through that process? That's an excellent question, because that is a process which I gave a lot of thought to for a long time. When I got back into this, I did not use the title medium. I used the title intuitive only because psychic had some negative um, connotation publicly, um, which uh, it shouldn't, but you know it does. Mm -hmm. The blinking signs and the boardwalks, and and I didn't want to use that at the time. So I used intuitive, and then my mediumship was so strong. I mean, the first group I did had 10 people in it. It wasn't just two people. I was just thrown in, and a fellow medium said, do it. And I just told everybody everything I'd written on paper. So then after a while, and I was doing the work, I wrote intuitive medium. And then this is a process over several years. That was fairly quick, but within a year, a year and a half. And I, I... then would not put medium on my business card as the first thing, though, underneath. And ultimately it became such a strong strength, I started using medium as the medium, then psychic. And ultimately, over the seven years now, I title myself an evidential medium. And it it was a process, Tina, because I feel now, and I that I need to give three to five pieces of evidence when I bring through a spirit person. And if I can't do that, I'm not happy that I have proven I have them. 
But the pressure early on, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that. I, I couldn't have because when you tell someone you're a medium, they expect it. When I mentor people, I actually tell them, I don't want you to tell people you're a medium. You can tell them you're training and you have mediumship abilities. May I bring someone forward for you? Do not put medium as a title because it's irresponsible until you're ready. And when you're ready, then you put it on. Right. Absolutely. Right. Because that's a true struggle. It is a true struggle. And I see that a lot also because people want to. And the other thing that I find, and I'm sure you find this a lot in your one-on-one readings as well as the group readings, and maybe even especially the group, is that, you know, what will happen is, you know, the name will come through, you know, like I had this the other day, I kept seeing, hearing Ronald, Ronald, you know, R-O-N-A-L-D, but it was Robert, right? So, you know, so there's always this bit, I knew it was Mal, I knew it was her father, you know, but there's always this, I mean, this is spirit world, it's like this, the airwaves coming through. And sometimes in a group, you know, it does get a little fuzzy because, the names start with R and, you know, it's not exactly, or maybe it's from another country and there's a pronunciation that I'm not getting. So I do understand. Yeah. I feel the same way, you know, still kind of uh, similar to how I feel. Well, what you can do with that and what I learned is, and it, it's a suitcase of symbols I have. I will see RO and I'll know that can be Ronald or Roger or Robert. Sometimes I know dead on it's Ronnie, but I'll take RO for any of those because since I need three to five pieces of evidence, to me, if I say Ron and it's Robert, I'm going to take that as a weak piece of evidence, but evidence nonetheless, because you really couldn't make that up. So then I would move to the next piece of evidence. So it really doesn't have to be the dead on hit. Sometimes Stephanie is Stephen in my head. I'll have mm. to go and scan the energy. Is it masculine or female to feel the difference? Or Stefan. So I think that's just fine. I, I wouldn't even hold it to be so specific. And I just happen to be a medium that gets names all the time. The problem is when you're reading someone and you get a name, I just, in fact, it happened with Robert. That's even funnier. I was reading a woman two weeks ago, and she, I tell them, please don't tell me no. If your mother is dead or alive, that would be a yes or no question. But if I give you a name, don't shoot me down because I'm getting the name. So, of course, I literally got Robert, which, again, is a little common. I don't love getting John and Mary, but I will provide other, other evidence if that happens. So I said to her, Robert, she shook her head, and I, she had done this for, I don't know, several minutes on things. I said, I've told you before, I'm pretty strict. I said, please don't tell me no. And I wouldn't look at her face because her facial expression was upsetting me because it had, a, you know, that kind of annoyed look because she wasn't right. getting it. So I was underlining. The, I kept moving. I write when I do my work, which a lot of people don't, but I just do. And I was underlining Robert, Robert, Robert. And because I, I couldn't look at her, I knew she'd get it. And she literally said this to me, oh, that's my father. <laughs> and I looked at her. And I said, and she said, and she felt humbled. She could, you know, she wasn't nasty, and that can happen sometimes. She said, we called him Bob. I said, that's fine. I would see Bob and Robert as the same. And I said, now, do you see why no is not a great answer? Give yourself some time. You might get it. So that was a perfect example of how this happens to all of us in readings. Even as I'm a sitter and I'm being read, people will give me a name, and I won't get it right away. Because I'm focused on, say, my father who's passed. 
And of you give course. me the name of a great uncle. Yes. Well, Beth, the other yeah, there thing has to is be that some leeway there. Correct. Correct. And sometimes what happens is that people will want their father to come through. You know, just I want my father. I want my father. And you have Aunt Sally, and they're just like, oh but I wasn't close to Aunt Sally. I'm like, well, like who comes through? Let's allow them to come through, you know, sort of letting go of those expectations. And when they're so, I find it's very hard to read actually if, you know, how to explain this. It's very hard to read when they're just focused on having that one person come through. Do you, do you notice that? That's impossible. It's impossible to read. So right. when I give my speech, and, and I do a lot of groups, so I, the, the group has to, to sit through a solid 10 minutes of my speech and even a private reading. I say to them, because it's true, if you're focused so hard on the one person, you're likely to block the energy because you're holding, it's like holding on to an anchor in the middle of the water when a hurricane comes. You might want to let go and get out other than holding on so tight. I need the flow of energy. So you have to, and I know that people come and they have expectations, and how could you not? But I really ask them, please, uh, it's not like TV, which edits every medium show you see, and it's one, two, three hit every time. Just give me the opportunity to just tell you some things. And let's just wait and see. And often, if they want to speak to their father, their great aunt may be the one opening the door for the father to come in. Or maybe the yeah. father doesn't come in that. I can tell you this, my own father was dead 27 years before he came through to any medium, and he died not speaking to me. So I waited 27 years for that apology that was a really long 27 years. And finally, he comes through now. But he didn't for 27 years. I don't know where he was. It's just right. the way it is. Right. Yeah. I do have an agreement, or I think I do. I've asked, I said, God, please, never bring a, a mother or a father to me who's lost a child that I can't bring through. Please don't bring them to me if I can't get their child, because that's one arrangement that I, it's always worked, and I hope it continues to do. Because as a mother, that is what I need to do for people. It's interesting so that you brought pressure on myself yes. for that. Yes, and you know it's interesting you brought that up because that was the precipice for me to know that I was stepping into mediumship. I had never. Um, this is a couple of years back. I had never, you know, uh, really connected with uh, someone who had lost a child, and I I was doing a read, a, pretty much like a reading day, and someone that I knew had a first cousin and she said she just lost her daughter and would you read for her? And I, I, you know, I said yes before I could even think about it. So I said, Oh boy. So she was the last part of the day. And this woman that I knew said, I'm going to come with her cause she, and I'm going to record you. Do you mind if I record you? I said, no, not at all. So my friend is sitting on the couch and this mother sitting on the couch and it was just, I mean, truly, I remember this like it was yesterday because this was really when I was like, okay, this is, I, I couldn't have made this up. And, and thank goodness. And I pray, you know, right before I always have a prayer before I read with anybody that, you know, the healing will come through and that they'll get, you know, a healing and a validation. And I knew that I was going to have to step out of the way for her to connect to her daughter. And I saw this very unusual image of this little girl. Um, in a casket, in a communion dress. 
And it was so interesting. And I just said it and she started to cry and she said, we buried her in a communion dress. And, you know, the, the reading went on and, and so forth, but, you know, it was, it was, as the reading went on, I was, there was different things that were coming through and her daughter was speaking through to, you know, give different messages and validation. And I remember going home that night and just really being, you know, because once I'm in the reading, I'm very neutral. I don't have emotion. I'm holding space. And once I left, it was like, oh my, you know, I'm a parent. I have two children. This little girl was seven years old. And I just said such a prayer that she got what she needed and she had come through. But at that, that was such a lesson for me. I contacted one of my spiritual teachers and she said, you know, cause at first I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, did I, and she's like, spirit is speaking to you. You gave her healing. You need to own this, you know? And it was sort of like this. I remember that like very clear as day because it was so clear and she did get a healing, but it is very challenging. So if I, and I haven't read for a lot of people that have lost children, especially young children, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. I completely Well, and it's important that you actually said the communion dress because one of the things I do when I teach is say everything that comes into your head. The more random, the more likely it is to be true. So someone having that image of the communion dress, your left brain could have easily tried to overrule that and say, oh, well, she was little and maybe they did that and that's what they did. They were Catholic. And you might not have said it. You really, it was brilliant that you said it. You have to say every, and I have had to believe me, I have had to say some very off-color things and very descriptive things that come into my head, and I'm like, oh, do you really want me to say yep. this? And then I know that it's it's so not coming from me because I think we all battle, did I make that up or Am I getting that? And you do know after, you know, thousands of readings, mostly what the difference is, but you just have to say it. And then know that you wouldn't have gotten it, just like I'd think, if the, the mother wouldn't have been there if you couldn't have helped her. And you did. And I guarantee you, by her mother just knowing that her child is fine, you changed her life. I mean, piv- a pivotal day in her life. Yes, yes. And that's that's the beauty of the work of the healing that you know the validations for the loved ones so tell us a little bit about the books that you have uh that you've birthed and that you have written and and some i know there's a book on the way would you like to share some of that yes. yeah, the book on the way was actually the first book i started and i stopped it because well, for two reasons. I had a very close friend that was always going to edit my first book, and and she was unfortunately very sick and subsequently passed. And I knew if she and she was an editor, if I was going to have her edit that book, that 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 contract that we had um, as friends, I needed to stop the mediumship book and write another book quickly and the small one because she had pancreatic cancer and her time was limited. So I thought, what's really needed out there? And I realized. You can't even get to mediumship without the frequency and vibration of psychic ability, which is our sixth sense, which we all are born with and get stomped out at a pretty early age. So I thought this is really the precursor to any book because sixth sense, we have six senses, we don't have five. And if they taught the sixth sense in kindergarten and put little pictures in envelopes and asked the children to 
breathe in and write everything that came into their head, the sixth sense would be much more developed. So that is where, and I'd been teaching that class for years. So I wrote a, the small ebook, intentionally small, A, so my friend could edit it, but B, so someone could read it and actually start using the techniques in it to awaken their own natural abilities. It isn't just you or me or people who do this for a living. It's what we all should be using. So that book, Get Your Vibe Back, is really, and it's, it's funny, it's off the cuff, it's kind of, it's written in my personality, and it's to help people with practical psychic exercises, because the sixth sense is a muscle, and if you work it out like any other muscle, you're going to get better at it. So these were practical things that I had actually used and been taught over the years, so people could get their vibe back quickly, and that's what that book is about. I love that. And I totally believe, and I do that too. I teach a lot of develop your intuition courses and I explain that, you know, someone has said, it's not my, it's not my, I didn't make this up, but someone said, you know, intuition is factory installed and it is, it's not just the, the sixth sense. It is a sense. And exactly what you said, it's if we can all tap in, that's the whole premise of my show. If we can all tap into our intuition and everybody has it, you know, exactly. Not just, you know, you and I have developed the muscle and are doing it in a different uh, different way, but everybody has it. Everybody has intuition. And, you know, that's my biggest passion to share that with, with the world and to, when you can tap into that and connect with that, your life is richer, fuller. There's just, you know, it really makes a big difference. And you're never wrong. No one ever said uh, my vibe was wrong. And, you know, I have clients once in a while say, oh, well, mine's been wrong. I, I always correct them and say, no, it's not. Your left brain could have steered you wrong. Your heart can definitely steer you wrong. But your vibe never steered you wrong. It's trusting that because it's not concrete all the time. It's that, uh-oh, I feel that way, but everything else indicates I should take this job. It pays well. It's close to home. It has great insurance. It has X, Y, and Z. But there's that tightening in your chest or in your solar plexus that's like, oh, I don't know. That's the one that's right. And yeah. that's why pros and cons lists should just never, ever be made. They don't work. Exactly. Exactly. And now what about the Need Inspiration? Tell us a little bit about that book. Yeah, that book was that was fun, and there's actually not there's no prose in that book. What that book is is um, my actual own personal hand, with inspirational words written on it, um, with certain jewelry. It was for aesthetic value because my point in that book was to make it like um, an oracle card deck, where you know I have an oracle card deck, and what do I need to know today? And you pull a card. Mm-hmm. This book is to what do I need to know today? And you open up to a picture. And it will oh, have a word on it, like a card nice. would. And I had a lot of fun doing it. It actually took a long time because these are all my hands, and it's over the course of a long period of time. And I, I, that one's just a quick little reference book to help people. You don't have to read a card. You don't have to analyze anything. It's just the word that you'll need for the week or for the day. So that that's a fun little cute book. I like that. And the mediumship book is 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 really the the love of my life book, which is taking me the longest. But it is um, a compilation of the beginning of my life, which we briefly talked about, but much more detail and true stories of my clients 
and the healings and the miraculous, shocking things that you just can't believe come through during readings in mediumships, whether it's private or in groups. And um, that book, I, I'm just, I can't wait to get that finished. And But I'm very grateful that I'm so busy working that I actually don't have the time to spend hours writing it because I'm just too busy with clients. So I think there'll be a happy medium, no pun intended, on the writing right. sooner than later. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love that. So we have about 19 minutes left, maybe about 18 and a half minutes left or so. And there are some people holding, um, and they do have their hand raised. Would you like to open up the lines and just maybe we could just share uh, a little bit about what you do and sort of what to expect or not what to expect, you know, uh, before we kind of open the line. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. So I have someone that is holding for about 55 minutes. So thank you for holding. I'm only going to say the last four digits of the phone number. So the last four digits, 6979. I'm going to get you on the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. This is Donna. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? How can we help you, Donna? Um, I wanted to know what you're picking up as far as me going into, you know, meeting someone to go into a relationship. I'd like to get married at some point. And that's my, um, yeah, that's what I'd like. What I'd like you to do, and I always preface all of my readings with, please do whatever you'd like, <laughs> okay? I'm going to tell you what Hi. I feel. Thank you. And and then please do whatever your sixth sense tells you to do. And I am a huge believer in manifesting and creating the perfect life, and I believe that it happens. However, when connecting into your energy, what I'd like you to do is not focus on the marriage. I might give a different advice to someone else. I want you to focus on finding the relationship and the highest and good person for you. I have a feeling they keep showing me a roadblock that wanting to get married is certainly admirable and that's fine. But if that is the goal, somehow the energy and frequency is going to become imbalanced and will not serve you as well as if you center yourself and focus on the feeling of that great, highest, and best good relationship. And then the domino effect will fall into place, and, I, and then marriage should naturally happen. I think that's a road blocker. Oh, yeah. See, I'm 62, and I never married. So I just you know, was okay. thinking of something that I'd like to try at once in this lifetime. I wouldn't rule. I'm not ruling it out for you at all. I'm actually trying to get you down the aisle quicker by having you not focus on the marriage and focus on the highest and best good relationship, and I think then the marriage will follow. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Do you see someone coming in for me? Have you ever been involved with an R or a B name, please? R so I want to make sure I'm no. not picking up an old R one. R or B was my father, Robert or Bob. My father. Oh, no, here's Robert or Bob, Tina. Yes. yes, we have Roberts and Bobs following us, Carla. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Is your father dead? I Okay, see, that's not the, what you wanted to hear about, but I get the feeling that Robert and Bob just stepped up for a minute. Do you want me to oh. try to 
tell no, you something please. about him, or you want me to <laughs> stick with your question? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear what he has to say. <laughs> okay, let me uh, now. When I bring spirit in, I bring a lot of spirit in. So sometimes three or four come in before the individual if they come in at all. Okay. I need to know if your Robert and or Bob, or unless there's another Robert and Bob, is tall and on the thinner side. Yeah, I'd say he's tall and slim. Yeah. Okay, that's what I need. I need to know if at one now this doesn't really narrow it down as evidence because half the people did this, but did he smoke at one time or was he vehemently it opposed was, to smoking? When he was in the Army and all that, he smoked, yeah. Okay, he did smoke. Okay, because I kind of see him in my head, and he's letting me know that it's safe to smoke. And I used to be a smoker many moon ago. He's actually, he's actually through my mouth, actually giving me the taste of the cigarettes, like sharing it with me since I quit uh, 30 years ago. <laughs> me too, Carla. Um, me too. Yeah, those were the days. Um, can I ask you? He's talking about somebody that. Now we've all taken care of people. I'm not a general reader. But, Donna, did you or who is it that took care of somebody or is a caretaker by nature and has caused them not to be able to? I'm doing that right now. Okay. I'm doing that right now. I'm a caretaker. I'm sorry, what are you? I'm a caretaker right now for two different women. Okay. That would be him giving me evidence, letting me know that he is around you and knows that you're doing the caretaking. Oh. And what? And I don't like doing jewelry either. He's giving, but what is it? Was it his or yours? And it's specifically gold, and it hangs kind of long. What is this? It's not just a regular necklace. It's actually, oh, I'm, I'm putting my fingers up. It's about an inch long. Um, it almost looks like a, a medallion or a medal, like, but in a shape, well, my not mom, round. My mom, before she died, gave me a, a cachique, a coin from South America, but I lost okay. it. Okay, it, it hung on a necklace. Yeah. Gold. Okay. Okay, that's mom stepping forward. He, she's passed. You said correct. Yes. Okay, so she's stepping forward with him. I have to tell you, I don't think you need to worry about this marriage thing. I actually love the way they're showing me your personality. Is there's actually a, a very funny. Are you funny? But maybe not everybody knows it. Yes. Because they're make. Yes. Okay. I want you to shine with that more, please, and don't over caretake. Now it's a very very admirable thing you're doing but they're saying don't over caretake because then you don't live your life Mm -hmm. yeah that's true okay so just do me the favor it's a joyous thing you're doing and that's going to take you up a few karmic rungs by caretaking and not everyone can do it but make sure the caretaking also reflects back onto you okay I think you're going to be fine, and and I'm a, you don't know me from a hole in the wall, but I'm a very blunt reader. I fire like a machine gun. I'm I'm diplomatic and I'm kind, but I lay it on the line. I'm not all Susie Sunshine, and don't worry, everything will be great. I mean, I'm nice, but I'm telling you, I'm not worried about the relationship. But I just need you to go out of your comfort zone and caretake you a little more, and don't focus on the marriage. And I and I'm I'm convinced you're actually going to be that smiling face and that humor is going to come out even more. Oh, good. Well, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, I hope I'll that was that. helpful, and I'm so happy to bring oh. Mom and Dad. Harry, and thank you very much. I really appreciate um, it. That was very nice. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks, thank Donna. you. Thank Bye you. Tina. Thanks, Donna, for calling in. Thanks, Tina. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
That's crazy, Carla, right? We must we keep bringing Robert, in Robert oh and Bob. <laughs> I, I was almost going to keep going with it, then I thought, then here's me, my left brain. I thought, no, I'm probably going to start making that up then. I need to not right. do that. Um, right. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so crazy. I've got an crazy. Andy or an Andrew I've had with me all day, so I'm waiting for that one. Yes, let's, let's go to the next caller because we're going to run out of time. So let, the next caller, who has been holding quite a while, 8394. Let me get you on the air. Hi, ladies. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Who Hi. are you speaking with? It's Michelle. Michelle, where are you Michelle, calling from? Michelle, one L or two, Michelle? Two L's, and I'm actually calling from Alberta, Canada. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. How can we help um, you? So I, well, I don't have a, a very similar qu- question, but I'm just curious what you see coming for lover relationships. Please and thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> yes. It, it tends to flow in an energy like that. That's the way it works. Thing, um, can yeah. I ask <laughs> you? I, I mean, this. I'm, I know you're asking the question about lover relationship, and I'm, I, I tend to do this. Have you been involved with the T initial already, the T name? Or the T-sounding name, or am I getting a dead person? Um, I haven't been involved with a T name. Okay, um, so please keep the initial T, because I, I hate to be lame with initials, but I'm good with names, and then no, usually okay. I can go with the initial. Um, <sighs> you feel different. Um <laughs> No different than the last caller, so I'm trying to release that energy um, oh, okay. to, to move. Tell, I need you. I know your name, but I need you to repeat it so I hear it one more time, please. No problem. It's Michelle. Um, can I ask you? And this, because what I see, and this, I, they give me imagery, and sometimes I misread it, but not much. I might get the nuance off. Are you? And again, I'm not a general reader, so bear with me. Is there anger around a past relationship or anger with something going on in your life right now? Because I almost want, they they show me in my head a hand coming in like the size of a snowball, picking it up and (laughs) throwing it out, saying to let go of this anger. Do you understand that? Past relationship. Yep. You just gave me goosebumps. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. So what I'd like you to do is whatever that may be, whatever is around that, write it out on a piece of paper and burn it and release it to the universe and cut the cord Will for that. Be. Because okay. that is really – and if they showed me why a snowball. I really don't know. Summer's <laughs> my favorite season. They could give me something else. But um, I'd like – they're showing me that's the size of it. And once you do that, it's really going to open things up for you. Oh, okay. Very cool. Please do that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Please be open to meeting someone that actually crosses borders. Okay? So you're calling from Alberta. The person may have lived in the U.S. and or has business dealings in the U.S. or something like that. That's an option. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Very good. Nice. Well, thank you so much. That was very cool. You're welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for calling in. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. So let's go for our third caller. This will be, we have about eight minutes, so we'll make this quick. And uh, let's see if we're staying with the theme of love and relationship. Right, let's. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm just going to move on down here. Let's see. Bear with me. I'm looking at my switchboard. Some people dropping off. Okay. So last four digits, and this will be our last caller, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging in. And please hang on because I do find, and I believe Carla would too, that sometimes messages will be, you'll hear different messages. So hang on to the very end of the show, even if we don't pick you up. So the last four digits, 0204. You're on the air. It sounded kind of, um, you know, funny. (laughs) Hello, um, who am I speaking with? This is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. This is Kathy. Hi. Can you Um, hear us okay? Hi, Kathy. It's a little garbled, but I'll try. Um, I wanted to ask about my spiritual path, where where you see it going. Can you um can you tell me what it is you do right now? Um I work in IT, but I'm hoping to maybe retire next year. So when you that's why I had to ask cuz I scanned you for a spiritual career and I couldn't land one for you yet. Are you looking for a spiritual path or what your path is? What what my path is? Or a different so or you're not career. looking you're not looking to do spirituality. I just want to be clear on the question. You're not looking for spirituality as a career or a career move. It's just what your your next step is after your retirement uh, a career um, a, a career in spirituality or okay. That's what I need to be clear about. Because again, scanning you, I couldn't, I couldn't land on it, and that would be because you're in IT. Um, I'll tell you when I scan you for that. It, you actually feel where, say, a medium is also a psychic, and I'm a Reiki master. I do a few things. When I scan you, it actually finites me to something very narrow, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean a specialty area. So. And I'm, I'm struggling landing on what it is, but it's so specific that I'm wondering if I don't even have a familiarity with it. I'm scanning for, you know, tarot. I'm scanning for um, psychic. I'm scanning for all of these things. And it's coming up something different than any of those things. And I don't mean don't use your sixth sense because we know that I want you to. But is there something finite, more I don't know, and I'm throwing things out there to give examples of finite things, meaning crystals, aromatherapy, something specific Mm. in that nature where you have, whether it's crystal gridding, aromatherapy, a certain type of healing that has a specific title that I might not know what it is. It feels to me that it's something quite finite. Have you studied anything? Um, I've taken Reiki. I've taken a crystal class. Um, I read a lot of books. I uh, listen to a lot of uh, spiritual teachers. Um, That's all good, and that's great. Maybe it's going to be my own healing modality. It easily could be, and that's why I'm struggling landing on it, because if it was mediumship or psychic ability, and again, I don't rule out any of those. We all have it. But it's so specific, I'm not sure I know what it is. But since you're um, resonating with what I'm saying, absolutely. So what I would do, because I've taken all the classes, read all the books, and they totally help. 
continue to do what you're doing. Find out what you tend to naturally gravitate to, and the doors start opening for you. And the universe just presents, you know, God winks or guideposts for you. Because IT to spirituality, that's a left brain to a right brain jump, and I have no doubt that you can do it, but it is specialized. So keep taking the classes. I don't think it's Reiki, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like something more finite that I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know what I keep yeah. getting with as, as you were talking, I kept getting, Kathy, a lot, I kept seeing a lot of like a crystal bed, like all these crystal, I, I say it like a crystal cave or a crystal bed. So, and it was funny because as you were, then you were saying it feels like this, but it could be this. For some reason, I'm getting crystals, and they were coming in even before Carla was mentioning. So I don't know if it's like a crystal healing. It's almost like something, again, that is a little unsure of the name. Maybe we don't have the name. But it could be something that you get a download, and it becomes something working with the, 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 gem, you know, the beautiful crystals, the crystal beings, and something along that line. But, yes. Okay. All right. Just Thank be open you. and take everything you can on these classes, and maybe you will develop your own, but there's a lot of healing modalities I'm not familiar with, but it's finite, and you'll be able to narrow it and finitely help people to a, really a specific pinpoint. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kathy, for calling in. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. It's garbled. Oh, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Kathy. Bye now. I think we may have lost her just at the end, but hopefully she can listen on the recording. Yeah, right, right. Well, that was fantastic. We are at about a two-minute mark, so we're not going to pick up any other callers. But, again, thank you so much for this amazing afternoon and it went so fast, so thank you so much, Carla, for all your insights. It and did. It went so fast, Tina. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You're welcome. And thank you for always for sharing your light and for the work that you do, the passion that you share, and being the being in the light that you are. Thank you. And, and same to you. Keep up the good work, and you'll know when to use that medium title and own that. You're getting there. Don't worry. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You have a beautiful day. Thank you, Tina. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you just know you can always listen again on recording, all my shows are recorded on the iTunes podcast, and sometimes people ask me, where is that iTunes podcast? Well, if you have a smartphone, an iPhone, or even a smartphone, there is a podcast app, and it's very easy to find my show and just find it, get into it with Tina Conroy in the search bar, and then you can subscribe to all my shows. I have been broadcasting for a bit over two years, and you can go back and listen to past shows and other shows that are coming up. Well, thank you all for listening, and I wish you all the best and a beautiful first day of February. May there be love in the air. Self-care is never selfish. Namaste.
renowned intuitive in the angelic realm. Psychically 